Hey y'all, welcome back to Voices of the Body, the podcast. My name is Love Ashley Elaine and I am your guide as we journey through this thing called life, journey through this here body of ours, right? All the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, the front, the back, all the things. This episode, we are tapping into a really needed conversation on spiritual maintenance and alignment, right? Uh, yeah, you'll take your car to get a tune-up, might as well tune up your spirit while you're at it, right? So you know the vibes, just find that sweet space, settle your mind, body, and soul as we tap into this episode. So find that nice, comfortable seated position. Maybe you choose to lay down. If you're driving, just be safe. You can come back to this later. Option here, if you feel safe in your body, is to bring your gaze down your nose or to completely close your eyes. And take a nice big inhale, filling up the whole entire body with all the air that you can take in. And as you exhale, nice and gently, we don't wanna rush the breath, right? We want the breath to know that we acknowledge it, that we see it, we feel it, and we're grateful for it. Allowing the body to really sink into your seat. And if you're laying down, sink into the space that you're laying in. Sounds drive. Really giving permission to the body to release. Take another nice big inhale. Sounds drive. Continuing to take in as much air as you can, filling up the whole entire body, right? envisioning that air, filling the legs, the body, the upper body, all the way up to the crown of your head. And gently exhaling one more time, nice and soft, keeping it light, keeping it gentle, not rushing the breath, not rushing the body. Allowing the body to really become heavy as it sinks into the seat, sinks into the ground, right? That heaviness of release, trusting that you are supported, 
trusting that you are protected. Trusting that in this space, you're allowed to be free. And really draw your attention to your the middle of your body, which is called the solar plexus. Right? Finding that middle portion of your body, the home where your soul lives. And really taking some time to process or take note, take inventory right, of what is living in that space. Is it fear? Is it heaviness that you're holding on to that you just want permission to be able to let go? Right? Is it secrets, family secrets? Right? Is it doubt? And really envisioning what you could do if you allowed that space to remain open. To remain a clear channel for communication of what your creator wants to do next with you. For you, through you, with you to you all of it maybe even bringing your hands to that middle area of your body right so might think it's where our belly button is but you determine where the middle portion of your body is really nurturing that space giving permission for whatever is being held on in in your spiritual space that space where our power is, that space where our communication is, right? Our spiritual communication, that discernment, that direction, that drive, right? What pulls you forward, what calls you. What does that look like? What does that feel like for you? And if you would like, you can uh, bring this to a pause and really just stay in space to investigate deeper, maybe do some journaling, whatever feels authentic for you in this space. Um, Take another big inhale. inventory of what's being held on to what's clouding that space what's clouding your freedom and exhale last one nice big inhale and gently exhale And there's no rush. Again, you can pause here um, if you would like to take your time coming back into your space and really allowing yourself to investigate a little bit. Right. Um, Yeah, we'll be right back.
Soundstripe. Soundstripe. And welcome back to Voices of the Body. So y'all know I'm like five-year-old. I go to the playground. I meet other kids and I bring them home with me. And like, mommy, look who I met. I have my friend, Intuitive Keys. I call it Killer Keys. Rakia. <laughs> Rakia Chantel, known as Intuitive Keys, is a spiritual life doula, a Reiki energy healer specializing in psychic mediumship and full spectrum birth work. Y'all, it's all of what it sounds like. Keys is passionate about creating safe and healing spaces for souls to manage and process major life transitions through spiritual maintenance and alchemizing rebirth of self. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Intuitive Keys. What's happening, my sis? hello 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 people hello audience i'm so excited to be here and thank you for having me and for those who don't know they call me keys i'm spiritually inclined and intuitive pulling cards is what i do and i'm here to flow i am i am here to flow just hoping to set the intention today that every listener everybody who stops by and listens to us that they walk away with something whether it's an an intention said or a seed planted some awareness a spiritual tool something that they can walk away with yeah you know each one each one we ain't gonna make it out of here alone look y'all she's starting already (laughs) i can't help it i can't help it i'm tired out She's starting already. Yes. But you know what though? (laughs) Like I I say that all the time, each one, teach one. Cause it's like, when you know better, you teach better, right? Yes. You're able to teach someone else the ropes. I like, I literally just wrote something very similar to this in a, um, a newsletter for my business. Like sometimes God Mm -hmm. calls somebody to be the first to go to then tell like bring other people with them and show other people that yes this is possible yes you can do this too and I've prepared this person to be able to help you do that so kudos on pulling people out (laughs) (laughs) that that's 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 what we do and it's 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 such an alignment I'm I'm a firm believer that you know god use god spirit source whatever people deem their higher power you know um that there are guides and even earth angels that are walking this path with us so however i can be of service to somebody else with teaching them something guiding them through something um and also those who come to guide and mentor and show me something you know because we're all students of life absolutely absolutely so how did you, cause your, 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 your bio, right. And this is not to draw emphasis on the bio itself. Cause then when you mm-hmm. think about, like, when people think about like resumes, it's like, oh, I have this title, I have this title, but like mm-hmm. your titles are very to the T, right? Like if somebody had to learn clarity on what they are meant to do it, like look at, look at keys bio, right. How did you, what was that journey like to even come into understanding that, okay, these are my giftings, right? Because that's basically what it is. How did you, like, what's your journey coming into that, those spaces? Cool. 
We have to take a deep breath. <laughs> everybody um, breathe. It's it's every everybody just everybody just take a breath. Um, because coming into my spiritual gifts, you know, some people automatically know. Um, I was born clear clear sentinel is actually the first gift that I received, and clear sentinel is the ability to physically feel the feeling of other people. Some people say oh, it's like being like a super empath. So not only can I sense what other people are going through, but I I can literally feel it in my body what somebody else may be experiencing or difficult um, emotions. And I've been this way since I was a child. Um, but actually put in like uh, a name to it that didn't happen to like my mid 20s. And I actually met a friend who just happened to be a psychic medium. And she's like, Oh, yeah, you're psychic. And I was like, because where they say black people is psychic. At? I've never heard of that. Never saw black psychics other than Miss Cleo. Didn't know anything <laughs> about being clear sensing it. But it what she did was she planted a seed and I started doing research. And the more that I read books, the more that I read certain articles and I started to identify with what those things were saying, it it forced me through my own transition of unprocessing and and allowing myself to just be like, it's okay that you experience these things, but this is what it's called. Yeah. Um, and once I knew that, the, the door kind of just opened up, you know, from there. Miss Cleo. I remember Miss Cleo. That's and and for like now that you <laughs> mentioned her, right? Every time she came mm-hmm. on, I was so like engrossed. I'm just like, ooh, call me now. Yes. Oh yeah, free everything. I like sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if I call her, if my mom would know that I called her. <laughs> we absolutely would. We want you get the bill. Like I like that yeah. But it like, ooh, you just sparked something for me. Like, cause even thinking about what, but really, right? Cause we're, we're around the same age. So it's like, when we saw that growing mm-hmm. up, it's like, yeah. oh, she's interesting, right? Like she, she's mm-hmm. doing something that like, this is cool, but like, I'm so engrossed. Why am I so engrossed in like trying to understand what she's doing and like paying so much attention to what she's doing it now makes sense it now yeah makes see how sense. everything always comes full circle always oh wow wow yeah, it always comes full circle I was so interested even just seeing like her infomercials and things like that um but when it came to like my psychic mediumship and being able to develop those gifts I think I randomly walked into like a bookstore um in Manhattan like 14th street called um oh damn what's it called I forgot. I'll get the name for you guys. But I walked into this random bookstore. had no clue why I walked in there. And I ended up walking out with two decks and a book on psychic mediumship. Didn't know why. And I feel like it's sometimes it's that it's the calling that you feel within yourself. For anybody who's listening, who may be wondering if they are an empath or those who may be highly sensitive or can energy readers or can feel things from other people or places, animals, you know, because there's all different type of spiritual gifts to follow the calling. And for me buying those decks, it led to me, I think a year or two later, actually doing readings for other people. Didn't see myself doing these things, but something that I felt called to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been it's been a journey. It's been a journey coming in more into myself. Um, and one of the most prominent things that I would say sparked my spiritual gifts was trauma. Mm. <laughs> trauma. <laughs> We're gonna go there, we gotta go. It 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 was it was trauma. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, to be, to force myself to listen to my intuition. So mm-hmm. a multitude of things will, will, will lead you back to the same place and about the coming, coming back to yourself, you know, who you are at your core. And I do believe that some things in life, some situations or circumstances, they happen to us just to bring us more to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I sometimes refer to it as bringing us back home, home yeah. within ourselves, home within our body. Yeah, I, I like I've been the more healing work I do. Right. It's like, oh, I'm actually coming back into my home and my home is my divine self who God actually created me to be. And mm-hmm. the more I start stripping all of the trauma, right? The seeds that were planted and and really cleansing and doing that soul work and that heart work and that shadow work, that inner child work, right? Mm -hmm. It never ends, but there's like, just like there's levels to life, there's levels to healing, right? Absolutely. I got got chills just just throwing it out there (laughs) as we're talking because I think that like, and I'm so grateful that you said yes to coming on because I feel I like I've I've been feeling the shift energetically, yeah. right? That's been happening, but I think I believe and I feel, right, that this conversation is like it just it like it's it's that new beginning that a lot of people need, right? Because yeah. a lot of us like don't have the space to be able to quit our jobs and go take three mental health leaves and do all right. So it's like, okay, how do I put language to what it is that I'm feeling, but also like still walk this human life as well? Like, how do I maneuver both of these things? Right. Um, and then you have people like we've had conversations. I'm ready to get into it. Coming (laughs) from, coming from the church. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. We are so bad. It's like, yes, finally. Right. But it's like coming from that, that, that heavy church background. Right. Like I said to you before, my grandmother tells me all the time when we talk about things is that she, like, she was born with a veil over her face. So she's got gifting. Right. But it's like Mm. that, that deep Southern Baptist, like, Mm religion is in there right my I have great aunts and uncles that are preachers and it's like when you get around them still you still gotta like cover up and make sure you're, you're mm-hmm. down to your calves and down staying down huh? oh, oh come below your knees yeah like at this point like it's either you gonna leave the house or not like so right t- tell me what it was like um for you like so your religious background like that family dynamic and what that looked like and then what were the struggles that you had with really stepping into this gifting and what that looked like okay so my family I was born into um, a Judaic faith my family are Hebrew Israelites um so they follow a lot of uh Jewish traditions celebrations Passover uh Hanukkah Sukkot Yom Kippur um <laughs> and my grandmother is my grandmother my mom my uncles who are deacons in the church my mom is a sister elder my grandmother's a sabbath school teacher so beginning of the sabbath which is friday night sabbath day sometimes we'll be in church all day and i think i got to a point um because i was the daughter the granddaughter of the sabbath school teacher it's just certain things that my grandmother would have me doing that i didn't want to do 
mm-hmm. you know, like participating or being in the choir or doing certain things like church functions and things like that. Um, and I think as I started to grow wiser and older and become more into my spirituality, I started to question the church. And I started to question the people that sit on the pulpit and question the people who are considered the saints and what they do in their waking life versus what they do when they are inside the church walls. And I started to see how they didn't align. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a young girl, you start asking questions. I was always taught, you know, no, you stay in the child's place or, you know, you don't ask questions about that. And I was the type of child to continue asking why. I yes. always wanted to know why, trying to get down to the bottom of it. Um, and it was actually some things that happened to me within the church. And it was the the, the, the spark that led me to deepening my spirituality. Because I, I stopped going to church for a while. Mm-hmm. So I want anybody who's listening to this, if, even if you grew up in the church, I will say this, that my the church background that I had was a foundation for my spirituality. Yeah. It to help expand my spirituality. I started making some connections um, from the church into the practice that I have now. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, even now, are coming into this space where they're starting to leave the church or their beliefs and their values, their morals and certain traditions, they're starting to expand in way that our ancestors or some elders have not advanced to as yet. And that is okay. Yeah, I want people to know that it is okay if you feel your beliefs changing or if you feel yourself drifting away from organized religion to allow yourself more freedom to explore other paths or other areas or just any other healing modalities. You know, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. being so embedded in the church, it'll it'll start making you feel as if one that you are an outsider or that God is going to condemn you, you know, because you have questions or because you don't necessarily agree with certain traditions or uh, followings of the church. Yeah, not true. Yeah, yeah, and then it also like it then turns into a place where, and it's funny because like the church I go to, I found on my own, like when I left my grandmother's church, she was just like, how dare you? And I was like, cause it's not for me, sis. It's not for me. And like my pastor is always talking about this, right? That our gifting, our spiritual gifting is not meant for the church. Mm-hmm. So what 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 I always see is people start to get disappointed and then that's like another level of that church hurt right it's like mm-hmm. you like just because you discovered your gifting in the church doesn't mean that now you gotta like yes serving and you know it's just like any community organization that you go volunteer at and you give back to like all those things right. both and those spiritual giftings, right? Those, that calling, like that anointing, all those things are not meant for the church. So then it's like when people, when people can't do stuff in the church, they get disappointed and now they just want to leave all together. And it's just like, well, well, no, like, don't you have a life outside of these four walls? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You touch, you, 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 you touching on something. I, I know some people right now where all they know is the church. And it's like, no, you are free to explore, you know, God, I, I, we spoke about this earlier with that, with that, that the questioning, you know, that the questioning phase, well, I call it this, the seeker, mm-hmm. you know, with God wanting you, God, spirit, source, you know, whatever you deem your higher power, they want you to seek more. Yeah. 
but I feel like sometimes we are conditioned, you know, and so deeply embedded in the views of those who come before us that sometimes it's difficult and it can be a great inner battle and inner struggle to combat that and then to, to say, you know what, this doesn't resonate with me anymore and I'm going to see where God takes me outside of this. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you can't come back. Doesn't mean that you won't find, you know, another spiritual place. Or even if you just build uh, like your spirituality within yourself, you know, they said that where two or more are gathered, God will meet you there. Whether it's you outside with the animals or just sitting alone, you know, those in those still moments is where God will find you. That's scripture, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I go to this battle. I, I don't say it's a battle anymore um, because where I'm at in my spiritual practice now, a lot of people believe because of the, some of the, the esoteric um, aspects of me that I don't believe in God. That is not true. God is the source and my foundation. Mm-hmm. I may not look at God as a patriarchal form where like, oh, God is a man. To, to me, some days God is a woman, just like Mother Nature, you know, yeah. um, by the, the the comfort or the things that are taken away or the lessons that I have to learn. Um, <clears throat> but it's in everything that I do. Source and spirit are in everything that I do. And that is still my foundation. Just because I'm not in a church house doesn't mean that my anointing is still not with me. I was anointed there. I'm still anointed now and even closer to God now than I was when I was going to church. Mm, you just messed up some people's whole like church theology <laughs> about like, wait a minute, like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. It's, it's but, okay. Yeah. And, but that's, I resonate with that because like, I mean, and again, right, the church that I go to, sis, when I tell you it's the most, like, unorthodox <laughs> church on the planet, but, the, like, when my pastor teaches, right, I'm not going to say he mm-hmm. preaches, I'm going to say he teaches, mm-hmm. right? He's okay. com- He's coming to us holistically, right? Okay. It's like, whatever it is God has called you to do, that's between you and God. I'm here to do what I was told to do, which is to make sure your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health, your emotional health, you know what I'm saying? Like is, is intact Mm -hmm. so that you can go do what you need to do. I've never like, this is the first time I've ever been in a church where there was no judgment, no questioning Mm. of, Oh, well, why do you do yoga? Well, why do you do this? Well, I seen you post and talk about this. Well, I seen you post and talk Mm -hmm. about that. You know what I'm saying? Like the most comfortable I've been to explore. Okay. What else does my spirit need to be fed, right? To be led Mm -hmm. to, to really, to really come into wholeness with myself, right? Really come into alignment Mm -hmm. with myself literally mind, body, and spirit, right? And allow everything to, to, to manifest together so that what it is that God has placed in my heart to do, I can do it to the fullness. Right. Right. So even like when people are talking about like Pelo Santo and Sage, I'm just like, listen, Pelo Santo is saving my life. I have not had to, (laughs) I have not had to like, listen, I was just, <laughs> I just wish something before we got on here. I know. Like I, I, and I posted something about it this morning. Cause, um, 
the episode well by the time this episode comes out mm-hmm. the one prior to it is clean space healing space and it's really talking mm-hmm. about like that energetic healing right yeah I talk about how Pelo Santo, like I've I've been in a depressed state for the last two years to the point where it was like I would ask God, like, why you like, why am I even here? Like, why, like yeah. so dark, right? Realizing that my last partner, he has PTSD with Pelo Santo because it was used negatively in his house growing up. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was like, no, we can't have that in the house. And it was just sage. It was just sage. It was just sage. And I'm just like, okay, after a while, it was just like, well, sage is just cl- like, it's cleaning everything out at this Yeah, point. yeah. Like, like sunlight, it's not doing anything. Like it, th- like it's cleaning everything out. Once I got back yeah. into a space of like doing for myself, right? Getting Pelo Santo, I started to notice, okay, this like, there's something shifting, right? Small little shifts. I think within the last like three weeks, I've been doing like plant medicine and like the cacao, um, mm-hmm. a lot of Pelo Santo and just keeping consistency with the things that I use, right? Essential oils, all of that. And I'm just like, oh, wait a minute. I'm like more in tune, right? With my emotions. I'm investigating a little bit deeper, right? And I actually Googled Pelo Santo helps with depression. Mm. So... I think people forget that it's everything with intention. Yes. Right. And so what has that been like with like when people like, especially family, we'll start with family because family is the the gateway (laughs) to all of it. Right. What was it like to really like, did you, did you, did you struggle with really trying to like, quote unquote, prove that your intention was pure? Or did you ever feel like you had to like over prove that, okay, these giftings, this work that I I know I'm called to do is, is for good reason. And then like, what, like, how did that, what did that do for you? Like, how was that experience? It was a struggle. It it was a struggle because of the type of faith that my family has. So, um, even me being led to pull like tarot cards, which are a spiritual tool, you know, that um literally helps through life cycles. Yeah. Um, I had my cards one day. I was in the kitchen, and one of my uncles was like, "Oh, she got them. She got them demon cards, like because it's so taboo to our culture to." To be pull, doing tarot or any type of any type of card that's that's outside of what they consider to be prayer or a way that you get in touch, you know, with God or you speak to God. And I was really taken aback. And it's like one, because it's like, bro, you know me. Look at the cards and you can see there's nothing demonic about it. And yeah. they would always say, No, like I don't open those doors. And this the type of person that I am, I <laughs> I can be challenging sometimes. It's like, we don't open those doors. What doors are you talking about? And that means that, that means that you know exactly, you know exactly what it is. And you know that there's something more on the other side. You're just not acknowledging it. But I'm the person that's going to acknowledge what this is. So it actually opened up the dialogue for me with my family, uh, with the practice that I was, I was entering into. I wasn't as deep in at the time, but I just really wanted to hear their perspective. That way I can challenge that because they know my character. So, 
yeah. to see me using like Oracle cards or Tarot, or I came in the house one day, I had a whole bunch of crystals um, and I had my, my sage and my Palo Santo. And that's the, I would sage my room and they'd be like, well, what does that smell? Mm-hmm, be gone, demon. You know, it, it took them, it, it took them a while to accept where I was at, but the calling in me was so strong that I couldn't avoid it and I wouldn't hide it. Yeah. So the more that I started to get into my readings, the more that I started to understand that, you know, I I'm able to see not only things from the past, but things that are to be and to happen and that this is an anointing years later, a lot of the women in my family started to come to me and they 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 were saying thank you. You know, or I've had these experiences or, you know, I was, I would feel these type of things. I always thought that something was wrong with me. So I never, I never talked about it with anybody. I never brought it up and they would sit with that. And it made me so sad for them. Mm. But you know how we, when we first got on this call, it takes one person to lead or to be the leader with that, though, the initiators, the door openers. So mm. me accepting my calling and um, where my faith was going at the time, me accepting who I was and what I was becoming was a door opener for a lot of people in my family to express themselves in the spiritual experiences that they have been having all their life. And mm-hmm. at the same time, it kind of made me upset and resentful. Yeah. It's like, like I am on thinking that the sensitivity that I have is a weakness or I hate so much all the time or feeling people not knowing how to identify what my gifts were. We go through the same thing. Yeah. Nobody shares their stories. Mm. So me sharing more of myself became a door opener for for my family. Now, now that I guess they see that other people have come to me or people go back to them saying like, yo, like she's, Rocky is really, she's special. She has a special gift. She's anointed. And they hear it from other people. I think now they're starting to accept it more. And I've made my peace with it. I'm no longer, I'm not here to prove to them or anybody else what God and my angels and my spirit team are calling me to do. What I have to do is be obedient to what I'm feeling and what I'm hearing and follow that. Because, you know, we try to prove like, oh, no, I'm I'm this and I'm that. And it that, that goes deep into childhood, too, with, with wanting to prove yourself or wanting um, your family to acknowledge, you know, acknowledge you for who and what you are. Mm-hmm. It it can it is a struggle for a lot of people. It was a struggle for me. It can get hurtful um, coming into your gifts. It can get very lonely. You will because once the door is open, you will you won't resonate with everybody the same. Yeah. Old friends, family members, certain things you won't be able to do. Your physical makeup starts to change. Things you eat, things you watch, things you see, everything about you starts to shift. Mm-hmm. And then some people looking at you like, well, that's you or you are, you're acting funny or that's not you. And it's like, no, it is me, but I just don't resonate with you the same. Yeah. I've lost friendships, people that I've been close to my entire life. I had somebody really close to me um, when I started coming into my gifts the first time I ever posted cards, like posted one of my readings online. And somebody I was very close to at the time told me, oh, you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. I sat with it for a while. Mm -hmm. And for a couple of days, I didn't post. And I kept feeling the urge, like, just do it, just do it, just do it. And I kept and I kept doing it. And it's led me today. I've read for over 200 people. You know, I've I've helped people in so many ways cross over or at least giving them some confirmation or awareness or something that they were seeking. I was able to provide answers for from a divine 
a divine gift that God gave me to be able to see whether it's into the past or into the future or how they can shift. So when it comes to like advising people on family and friends, everybody won't resonate and that's okay. Yeah. If you feel like you're growing and you, it, it, the lonely aspect of it or not resonating with those people feeling like you are in this by yourself. Sometimes God wants to get you by yourself. That way you can hear, you can see, you can feel clearly so that you can be a clear channel. Mm, yeah. Oof. Isolation is needed. Isolation yeah. is needed for growth. Oof. 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 <laughs> it is. Those chills again, girl, you, you tap it into my <laughs> But but it it's it it's so true, right? And people are scared of isolation. People are truly scared of being isolated. Like people are people are afraid to be by themselves. People are really afraid to be by themselves. They are. Yeah, and and I think that's more dangerous, right? Like it's I think it's more mm -hmm. dangerous and unhealthy for you to be afraid to be by yourself than it is for you to be okay with just being around any and everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Um Absolutely. I, yeah, I resonate with the like losing friends and like when like because once once you once you say yes to being obedient, right? Whew. I was listening to, um, listen, I listen to a lot of different pastors, but I don't listen to all pastors. <laughs> They're not all created equal, right? Oh. This pastor uh, was talking about how he got promptings that it was time for him to leave his church, right? He ended up like saying yes to whatever, to, to that prompting, right? But didn't know how that was going to look. He ended up starting a podcast just out of nowhere. He went on somebody like a friend of his son's podcast. And from there, like it just kind of like sparked his interest. And now since he's left his church, his podcast has just like skyrocketed. Right. Mm. But he talks about, and he said it, it like a, a recent episode that he posted. He said it, he said his obedience was greater than his happiness. Mm. And yeah, and when you when you talk about being obedient to those promptings, I just got chills again. I, this is like I'm loving all of this because <laughs> like spirituality is something that I love to like talk about and read about and learn about, right? Even like learning about all the different sacred texts that are available to understand that we're all saying the same thing just in different language mm -hmm. for people to be able to understand it, right? But like when you say when you talk about being obedient to to spirit, that 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 takes a lot of like courage. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. Yes, it does. It takes a lot of courage because like I'll never forget, I was I had a dream one night and I could tell that it was a message that God had told me to give to somebody. I was like, nope, I ain't doing it. I got in the shower. <laughs> God knows. I'm like this girl. I got in the shower and it wouldn't stop bothering me. I was like, why? Why? Because you already know what's going to happen. Why? And all I heard was, that's for me to take care of. Mm -hmm. Not for you to worry about. Just like, okay. 
So I texted real quick and threw my phone across the room. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I texted so quick and threw my phone across the room. Like every five minutes, I'm like checking my phone. Apparently I texted to an old phone number, right? But um, it was like an old work number. The their, that person's partner worked at that old job still and another coworker had the number, was able to give it to who I had to give the message to's partner. Partner gave it to her. Yeah. Chain effect. Mm-hmm. Right? And we ain't been right since. We ain't been right since. And that's okay. And I'm okay with that. Like I had to grow okay. in being okay with that, right? And yeah. Like as much as my grandmother is still so like very much in that old, you know, routine of the church, right? I was able to still have that conversation with her. And she was just like, Well, you did what you were supposed to do, right? But to have that conversation with somebody else would be like, Well, maybe she misunderstood you. Well, maybe you might need need to have a conversation. I was like, No, no, yeah. no. Mm-mm-mm. There's nothing else to talk about. Like <laughs> Cause she texted me back and she went off. And the whole time I knew it was God because the whole time she's going off, I'm just like, okay, okay. All right. Peace. Peace be still. Right. Right. So what did that journey to peace look like for you to get to a space? Oh, Oh, all my life I had to fight y'all. All my life I had to fight. I have to be real about it because people think like, you know, you wake up and you're going to choose peace. Sometimes peace comes through chaos. Yes. Mm. Mm. I had to, my peace came through chaos. Um, and God had to take me through, I've, I, God had to take me through some things, especially when it comes to other people. So I'm a recovering people pleaser. Um, and what that looks like of always doing what others expect me to do of not, I was never a confrontational person. I had confrontations. I was always the bigger person. And I can remember one day where I think I had gotten into it with one of my friends and it was like, they had like shunned me out. And I cried, like, why do I always, asking God, like, why do I always have to be the bigger person? Why do I always have to be the person to reach out or to rekindle something or fix something that I didn't break? Hmm. and it was at that moment where god was like nah it's really like not that i was choosing chaos but i was no longer going to be that person and that is what shifted my whole reality once i made a decision to actually stop being that person and to stand up for stand up for myself and to hold people accountable for what they do Hmm. people run from accountability and if I'm doing the work on me, I expect everybody around me to do the work on them. Yeah. yeah. So my 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 way to peace was in some situations through through chaos. One of um one of the catalysts that led me into even trusting my my intuition was a traumatic relationship. Ooh, where about. I had to trust myself. Mm-hmm. I had I had to trust myself. I had to. My intuition literally would wake me up in the middle of the night. Go look at this. Mm. Go look at that. And it would be things that would break my heart. But it showed me the truth. I kept asking for it, and God was like, "I'm going to give you exactly what you're asking for." But when you ask for clarity and insight, you have to be prepared to accept what you are being shown. Mm. 
and then you have to walk the walk because when you get that clarity and that insight it's gonna come with advice and some directions on what needs to happen next yeah. And when something is no longer for you, your spirit team, God, angel, your source, they, it will, it will make it to be unbearable and force you to move. Mm. So to get to my peace, my feet literally had to be forced to move. And in some situations I had to break my own heart to be able to, to reach a level of, of, of calmness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it took tears to get there. It took a lot of shedding. Like literally, I think once I started to leave certain relationships, I physically lost weight. My physical appearance started to shift and it started to change. It's like dead weight and um dead weight and all this dead that's like emotional debris that I was carrying, it started to shed. Yeah. So peace sometimes looks like going through darkness. They call it the dark night of the soul going through a chaotic point or darkness or destruction but in order for things to in order for you to be rebuilt for your foundation within yourself to be stronger things have to break down mm. so i got i became comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah and that's how i that's my, my journey of peace and peace is something that to this day that I still strive for in my relationships um, with the type of work that I do within my craft, because if it's take, if it's, if it's taking my piece away, it's too expensive. And I don't need that. Okay. I need peace of mind to be able yeah. to function, to be able to help other people in a way that is of service to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer that the more I heal myself, I heal those who work for me and I heal those who will follow me. Yeah. So I am, I'm leading by example. I am the example. The things that I do are trial and error, but to get to peace, you have, you have to want it. If you pray for peace, be prepared for some things to start breaking down around you. That's all God is doing is acknowledging what you asked for. And then showing you this is, is where your peace is being taken away. Your peace of mind. It's not there. I need you to move or I need you to do this or I need you to do that. But we have to accept when things crumble. And I think it goes back to people um, with that not wanting to be alone. We hold, we hold on so tightly to our attachments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Building your spirituality is about freedom. Mm-hmm. And understanding that some things are here to teach you a specific lesson. Some things are here to help you evolve. Some things are here just for a season to help reflect something back to you for you to change or to do better or however you can better help yourself. Yeah. Your self-development. Yeah. So when you mm. say you want peace, be prepared. Be prepared. Because it's not prepared. like it's going to happen overnight. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to happen overnight. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I'm uh, like, I'm glad you emphasized on like going into that darkness, right? Because mm-hmm. even, and I think that, not think, that's what make us, healers right that much more able to um uh transmute and be able to alchemize you know our pain and really understand the collective on a bigger level and and really be like empathetic right because we're willing to go deep within we're willing to like really go in there um I love that you mentioned Dark Knight of the Soul because I've been reading that book. <laughs> so they they know. They I know. Like yeah, they know. Yes. Y'all know. Nice. I've been teaching y'all. That right, right. It that just comes means, full circle. Yeah. It like literally, it's it's 
they know I've been teaching them, right? You got to go like sometimes people who are always like, I like, I feel I, I don't, I want to know what I'm supposed to be doing. I want to find my purpose. Are you also mm-hmm. ready to like, let some stuff go? Mm-hmm. What are you willing when to you ask for more? Yeah. When you ask for more, it's going to come with a lot, a whole shedding system. A lot of goodbyes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a purge. Yeah. I always say when the iPhone is ready for the next upgrade, right? What happens to Mm -hmm. the previous, what happens to the previous, uh, system? Uh, Start malfunctioning. Mm -hmm. Like Apple ain't new to this. (laughs) They, they they know what they're doing. Yeah. Like when that 14 comes out, what is your, what is your two doing? Mm hmm. Absolutely. Like you got to be able to get ready to say no to a lot. Like a friend of mine, she's so funny. I was literally texting her before this and she was like, girl, I need you to pray. And like the next time you pray, talk to God and ask me if it's, if it's time for me to leave my job. I said, girl, you better be careful what you ask for. (laughs) It's going to come with some stuff. I'm like, have you not been watching my journey? (laughs) be be careful what you ask for. You have you have to be prepared. You yeah. really do. And to your friend, if she listens to this episode, girl, come come come, come talk to me. <laughs> I literally because we spoke about this. When I say I asked God, I was not to say I was unhappy at my job, but I I have a background. I have a degree in social work, mm-hmm. so I've always been in the helping profession. And I worked with from newborns and birth work all the way up to adults and the terminally ill. You know, with um through case management, and um this was like right before we were in the thick of COVID, and I just knew it was something more that I was supposed to be doing. You know, mm-hmm. something more. The stories that I was hearing every day for me, it was becoming too energetically heavy, mm-hmm. and God was like, a, "A transition is coming." I literally prayed. I said, "God, okay, I'm making good. I was making good money. I was very comfortable." I said, okay, God, uh, I don't really want to do this anymore. It's becoming a lot for me. And I want to be able to do what I like to do full time. I said, but I'm here. I said, God, you're going to have to come and move my feet. Literally. I need your help in doing this. Yeah. I wasn't too specific with how I wanted that to happen. I think I was, I was praying this maybe what, 2020 and 2020 going into 2021 and October of 2021, I was terminated. I was fired. For not take for not taking the vaccine, I was not. It's God gave me what I asked for. It just didn't yeah. happen the way that I wanted it to happen. You know, I mm-hmm. said, you know, give me the courage that I could walk away myself. I'll be able to put my two weeks in. It's my choice, and I'd be able to move on. God said, no. You said you wanted to leave your job. Okay, cool. I heard you, sis. And they fired me. Complete life change. But that that being uncomfortable getting comfortable with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. it completely reshapes my whole reality mm-hmm. a, bl- a blessing in disguise because then it threw me into my work full time yeah it also challenged the way that i believed in myself mm. yeah so if sis she want a new job if if she's feeling it we say if, if, if god want me to quit my job you already know the answer i told her the answer a long time ago <laughs> You already know, you already know the answer because you feel unsettled because you know that there's something more for you. Absolutely. You know that there's more out there. 
Yeah, yeah. And she, like, literally, me and her, that's how we met. Like, same field. We're mm-hmm. all in social work. So we're all in mm-hmm. that helping field already. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's going to be an amazing therapist once she leaves where she's at. But, yeah, so you said something and it it triggered something for me, a good trigger. Um, Words that we say, right? that correlation correlation of words and spirit right mm-hmm. how like with that with 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 you leaving your job like asking to leave your job what did that teach you about like how to like what articulation and manifestation look like um it actually told me that they they run hand in hand you know mm-hmm. um and it also taught me to be specific to be when you especially when it comes to manifestation you have to be very specific and i mean like down to detail for detail with the things that you're trying to bring into your reality Um, because i was very vague with like god i want to leave my job and god was like okay that was my first time being fired so it triggered some things in me of rejection and being abandoned and i was a great worker how could you let me go and then i thought about it one day it's like but you asked for these things it's like but i didn't ask to feel this Mm, mm, so I manifested mm. what I thought I wanted, but I didn't ask to feel this. The yeah. same way when people ask, you know, if certain people aren't for me, God show me. And then God is like, okay. And then unfavorable situations start to happen or things just mishap and miscommunications, arguments, conflicts, a multitude of things start to rise up to the surface because you asked for it. Yeah. So when you speak and now people don't understand the, the power of the tongue that goes back to that Bible. The, pa- scripture, y'all. the power <laughs> of the tongue your tongue is a your tongue is a sword mm-hmm. be careful because you literally speak we speak things into reality mm-hmm. they are good things or bad things so i've gotten into a habit of being more intentional with my speech and what comes out of my mouth and making sure that i am speaking wealth prosperity uh great health and abundance over my life yeah yeah once we put it out there our spirit team picks it up yeah whether it's negative or positive so when it comes like manifestation a lot of people fail to realize that you can manifest all all you want but you have to carry that intention and that energy within your body it's like saying i want a new car but and you 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 say okay i want i'm 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 manifesting a new car i want want a new car however that car looks to you and then you feel like you're not capable of even obtaining what you're asking for it's like mm. you're counteracting your, your manifestation. Yeah. yeah. Words are powerful. Mm. It's, it's literally, it's like writing them in stone. Yeah. It's literally going back to scripture. <laughs> it's literally faith without works is dead. Right. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. just cause you say it doesn't mean it's just going to happen. Right. You have to. And I did an episode. Absolutely. Yeah. I did an episode on this um, embodying to manifest, right? Like you have to literally embody what it is that you that you are asking for right like my upcoming trip absolutely i was getting on youtube looking at food looking at language looking at places even if i wasn't trying to find somewhere to live because i don't have to for where i'm going right Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. just like put me in there put me in that space let me let me just start feeling that energy right let me just start feeling what this looks like i'm getting excited about like the market the food how green everything is right how cheap everything is i'm like oh i'm I'm gonna take 20 dollars to the market and go buy all of this stuff 
right? Like mm-hmm. you have to really embody what it is that you're that you're asking for, or else, like you said, it's it's very counterproductive, right? That's like saying yeah. I want I want a business, but you don't want to work hard. Yeah, I want more money, but you don't know how you're not saving, or you don't have a budget, or you spend frivolously and not, you know, being cautious or intentional with your coins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that. It, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to learn it my first time, like actually like getting like my own apartment and, and on being on my own. I kept saying, like, you know, I wanna I'm ready to move. Like I know I'm manifesting me like a new place, a place of my own. And literally with filled with holding that energy in my body, I started to prepare as if I was already there. Mm-hmm. So I started throwing stuff out. Why? Because I know I'm moving. Don't know when. I didn't have no apartment in mind. I didn't know when it was going to happen. I just know it's going to happen. And when it comes, I need to be prepared. Yeah. And I don't want to take all this old stuff into my new space. Mm, yeah. Literally living it, feeling it, feeling it in your body. Yeah. Holding that excitement in your body is what will bring your manifestation towards you a lot sooner, especially if you are putting in the work to prepare for it. You got to meet spirit halfway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spirit ain't no genie. People think you about to just yeah, gotta gotta meet spirit halfway. You're gonna ask him for something. It's like okay, but are you doing your part? Yeah, yeah, that's that obedience, right? Because mm-hmm. because because you'll get those promptings, like you said, of what you need to do, and then it's like if you don't do it, are do you really want what you say you're asking for? Right? Do you, like exactly? I think it comes back to now. Well, why do you want it? Right. That investigation mm-hmm. of why do I want it? Do I want this specific um, like dream car because I'm going to look good in it and I get to stunt and do all this other stuff? Or is it because it's something you've wanted since childhood and you want to prove to yourself that you have, you can put in the work and do what you need to do to like receive it. Right. Absolutely really coming back to intention when we think about um spiritual maintenance right so everything that we've talked about i think there's like that one thing right that is like the foundation that spiritual maintenance what what does spiritual maintenance look like and then how does that evolve and like mix into manifestation and really like calling in like calling yourself into your gifting like really saying yes to meeting your gifting and really moving into what it is that you're you're meant to do okay so uh, spiritual maintenance i like i I love talking about this so (laughs) i i'm a person i'm a very visual person so i'm a writer i like i write a lot of things down on like pen and paper and i have to actually see it um and and there are there are a lot of different tools that can help with with spiritual maintenance you know um so i actually wrote made like a box and i drew some squares physical, emotional, spiritual, mental. And I actually started to list some things in the box Mm -hmm. that I would need to feel at, to to be balanced Mm -hmm. where I wouldn't be too far in the past or worrying about what happened that I can't change or things outside of my control. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be too far in the future, either worrying about things or being anxious about things that necessarily haven't happened as yet or may not even happen at all. Yeah. 
So for me, I required a lot of grounding work to stay in the present and to stay within my body. So I started writing things down, um, like in regards to my physical health with making sure I get some type of physical activity in my day, whether it is just like going for a walk, whether it's moving or even cleaning throughout the house, you know, as you're burning calories and you're, you're physically moving things. Um, my body has to physically get moving. Um, I realized that I need fresh air. Mm. natural sunlight is a part of my spiritual maintenance mm -hmm. it's something about natural sunlight or just stepping outside and mm -hmm. breathe breathing and breath work yeah i started to take different aspects from my physical health my spiritual health my mental health my emotional health and putting them all together to form a routine and when it comes to spiritual maintenance i think having a routine um is imperative yeah. With how you care for yourself on every different level. Because if one, if your physical aspect is off, it throws off your mental health. Your mental health is off, then of course your emotional health is going to fail within that. Um, your spiritual health are not feeling like you know that there is a higher calling or a purpose for you. When you are struggling or in a discord with those feelings, then your physical health can start to lack. Everything is linked to each other. Yeah. So your spiritual maintenance is in regards to taking care of yourself in totality for your overall well-being. Mm -hmm. So mm. when it comes to like my emotional health, I am a journaler. I have journal notebooks everywhere. I'm also a dreamer. So making sure I do what's called like a morning brain dump, I've started to do and a nightly brain dump. That way, when I wake up in the morning, whatever dreams that I have, whatever thoughts just may be floating in my mind um, before I tend to anybody else. I start, it starts with me. Mm, mm -hmm. Make sure everybody that I love knows this. So they know, don't contact her after, before a certain time because I'm not going to answer the phone. Facts. <laughs> I have to take care of me first and fill my own cup before I can send others. Yeah. Your spiritual maintenance protects you. Mm. Cutting off access to some people, part of spiritual maintenance as well. Everybody doesn't get access to my to to my spirit you know you have those who um you know how some people focus on their problems but don't they don't seek solutions or yes. they want to be they want to stay stuck in their rut i i realize for my own health and for my spiritual maintenance i can't stay in contact with those type of people because you don't seek to evolve yeah and you want to stay in like a victim there's there's such thing as a victim spirit there's leaders mm -hmm. that I know that every time they open their mouth, I can feel it. That victim spirit. Mm -hmm. It's like you yeah. ain't did no work and you up here telling people to do stuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's easier to tell people than to take accountability for yourself and to actually do the work for yourself because it's not always, it, it don't always feel good. A lot of spiritualists, some practitioners, and it's like, this is no shade at all, but mm -hmm. it's not always love and light. Mm -mm. sometimes it looks like hell mm -hmm. complete and you have to go through that so I, I i speak to like a lot of light workers and i encourage and i tell them you know we're light workers because we do because we do the work because we take care of ourselves when we need to step back we actually take that time for ourselves and that is how we maintain our, our well-being yeah your spiritual maintenance is about taking care of yourself taking care of you yeah yeah and prioritizing your health, your mental health, your emotional health, and then putting those things into play in your daily waking life. It becomes, that's how you build your spiritual practice. Mm -hmm.
through your routines um or even like your healing tools i don't and tool your spiritual tools look different it's, it looks different from person to person mm-hmm. meditation may not work for some some people some people think that meditation is just like sitting down trying to clear your mind personally meditation for me is about um, it's, it's about settling, not exactly clearing your mind or trying to quiet it, but being more aware of where your thoughts go. Yeah. I meditate when I'm doing the dishes. My Hello, hands, somebody. my hands have to move. <laughs> hmm My hands have to be, for, for me, my meditation comes when my hands are active. So there's sometimes where people see me, I'll, I'll have a regular deck of cards and all I'm doing is shuffling. I'm not asking anything and I'm not asking for spirit to tell me anything. Some cards may fall out during a meditation, but the form of doing something repetitive for me is a part of my, is a part of my meditation. Music. Mm -hmm. Another, another tool that may help some people, whether it's gospel music or Susan R&B or um, what I've been listening to lately is just like instrumentals. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Cause music also, it, music also will start some feelings in you depending on the, the frequency that you're listening to certain music frequencies mm. um some people pull cards some people carry you know uh healing crystals uh, for different reasons it's all a, a multitude of crystals that um can tap into different energetic sources from protection to love to abundance and manifesting and financial wealth and um yeah I tap into my tools. Yeah, yeah. And however I can, um, tools and I'm therapy. Mm. All start there. (laughs) (laughs) Therapy. There are a multitude of spiritual tools that you can use for you to maintain your spiritual maintenance. So I encourage anybody, even people who like, I don't have like a spiritual practice. Everybody's practice or their routines or whatever they do to for their overall well-being that's going to look different from person to person even the people that i work with i tell them don't you don't have to do the things that i do you do mm. what's best for you and if i can help guide you into some tools or even introduce you to them then you pick and choose you see what works and if it doesn't work that's okay yeah yeah. You want to be at a state of balance. It's called, it's called uh, homeostasis. Mm-hmm. You want to be at a, a state of balance within yourself, within your body, within your mind, within your spirit, within your heart. Yeah. Sleep is also a spiritual practice. <gasps> yeah. I'm yes. going to go lay down. Resting. I will lay down, right? And we can touch on that a bit, right? Like what we think about. So I like there's this space where I've like with like quitting my job and everything else. And it's like, okay, do I care about having a car right now after having like all my dad and my mom, like I understand the love. They want to make sure I get to where I got to go. But even me was just like, Oh, well I'm free. I'll have a car no more. Mm -hmm. Right. I might have to, you know, pay for Lyft and Uber to get somewhere, but it's like, Mm -hmm. This gives me free reigns to really even now listen to my soul and really go for yeah. what it is that I want to do, right? Because now I'm not attached to anything anymore. I believe mm-hmm. like systems that are created, right? Want you to keep going and going and going and buy into the whatever that dream life. I ain't even gonna say American dream. Well, yeah, American dream, right? 
whatever that looks like because they want to be able to keep funneling money and keep keep moving like things around the way they want to right i always think about control uh-huh. right whereas now you're not sleeping you're not mm-hmm. eating right right it's like i mean coffee is probably the only thing that i'm addicted to which i'm working on that <laughs> Right. But it's like now, now you're creating like these unhealthy patterns. And even if you're moving into, um, a pattern and a ritual ritual in a space where it's like consistent at some point, now you're just a hamster on the wheel. Right. And so I'm like, I'm glad to even get into a space where it's like, well, rest is also spiritual. Right. Because if you're not resting, your body can't download anything. Mm-hmm. You can lose your mind without sleep. You will start to you literally like you will start to hallucinate without having like the the, the proper rest or new in nutrition. Um, and I can I, I can definitely agree with that. I think since since I've been working for myself and being um, an entrepreneur, I value my sleep and my nap times. Like I don't. I I will cuss somebody out if I if I cannot get to my nap because that's how my body needs to restore itself. Yeah. You know, even physically, you know, even after like people who go to the gym, they encourage people to have what? A rest day. Yes. To give your body time, to give your mind time. You have to give your body, your mind and your spirit time to integrate. Yeah. Rest is important. Yeah. Nutrition and health. Mm. Because everything also is important. energy. What you put into your body. Yeah. It's what you put into energy. your body. What you listen to. Mm-hmm. What you are around. Who you surround yourself with. Mm. It's, it's, it's all part of the game. It's, it's, all, it's all a part of the game. It's all linked to each other. Yeah. Yeah. As like moving into this entrepreneurial space, I kept feeling like, okay, I need to get up at five in the morning. I need to keep... I just got to a space where it's like, girl, you know, you don't have to get up that early, right? It's like, you, like, just because they say, like, entrepreneurs should be getting up at this time and, like, you know, you don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. Girl, I, I set my alarm to 7.30 so quick. I was like, yeah, no, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I always pick a day where I can sleep in a little later, right? The night mm-hmm. before might be my night to sleep a little later, like uh, stay mm-hmm. up a little later, depending on what I want to do or whatever. Like I, I don't, I've, I've taken, I don't want to say boundary. That's not the word I want to use, but like, there's like still a, a, a societal like confinement, even around entrepreneurship. It's like, oh, to be able to have a successful business, this is what you have to do. And it's like, skirt, none of that feels good to me. I'm not doing none mm-hmm. of that. So, mm. yeah. That's very important what you just said. None of this feels good to me. With mm-hmm. mm-hmm. doing feels good to you. I thought the same thing. I come across some coaches like, oh, it's getting up at 5 a.m. And, and I realized my body just don't operate like that. 
I'm not a morning person. And I realize when I get up on my own and I'm able to have my morning shower and I do usually do my like a shower meditation or listen to some soothing music, make myself a cup of tea and just I may pull a card, I may journal. Once I'm able to do my own processing in the morning, my day functions so smooth after that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I know when my days are off. Did, what did you do this morning? How did you start your day? Yeah. So different strokes, do do what works and what's comfortable for your body and for what you're doing. So many people out here who are conditioned to um, just following. It's, I feel like I, I encourage a lot of people to do them. Do what works best for you. And what works best for you may, what works best for some other people won't always be your way. It's okay to choose your own path. Yeah, because then that true alignment comes. Mm-hmm. So I started doing this thing where the magical people that come on my show, I ask them three questions. I feel like you already doing this. <laughs> But if you had to lead your life from your soul, where would you be? What would you do? And how would you feel? I feel like I'm living my life from my soul at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like at, at this, at this, at this, who I am now, I'm living inside of a manifestation. Let's mm. say that I'm inside of one of my manifestations um, right now because I wake up every day and I control my own time. That's freedom to me. You know, I have a, I have such a, I've built such a, an allowed, how do I say this? I've, I've built such community um, around me and the people that I have connected with, like you and others. Um, I stay close to people who feel like sunlight. Mm. I ask for more supportive people to come into my life. They're here. Um, even after being in a very traumatic relationship, I still became vulnerable enough to allow myself not only to love, but to be loved from somebody else living inside of a manifestation right now. And it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful feeling to, to wake up and just, you just Mm -hmm. take, you just exhale. It is a, it is a beautiful feeling, um, living further into my soul. I would definitely be living somewhere near the water. Um, not too close because flooding happens, but close close enough where if I need to get to a beach, if I need to go sit with Yamaya, I can go do what I need to do. I can go restore my spirit being close to the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already seen myself wearing purple for the fact that there are going to be others who are going to need light, who are going to need guidance and who are, who may look to me. And I'm grateful for those souls who seek and who say, you know, let me tap in with keys. Yeah. And I hold that to, I hold that so dear to my heart because it's like, you know, God, my, my ancestors and my spirit team, they entrust me with them to be able to help God others. So that it forces me to, do my self-reflections on myself um just with how I live my life my morals my character working in integrity it is amazing for somebody to say to me you know um like you really helped me overcome this or you know I was able to do something that I was once so afraid to do because you encouraged me or you motivated me you made me know that I'm not alone or when I was in that darkness you came and you was a lighthouse for me and reminded me that even though I'm feeling this right now I don't have to stay here Mm, that's powerful it is such a saddest it's such a it's such a blessing to me 
I'm not even getting emotional, but it's it's such a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. So where I see myself going and what that feels like, it's expansion. I've asked God to enlarge my territory. Mm. It is it is beautiful to see myself um, soon hosting retreats, um, doing more podcast episodes, um, letting using my voice to be um, motivating encouragement just to help people be aware of what's going on with them and to let them know that any major life transition that you may be experiencing right now, one, you're not alone. Encouraging people to show your scars, wear them, share your story, because mm-hmm. your story might be a blessing to other people. Mm-hmm. I see myself in way larger spaces, talking to bigger audiences, and looking good doing it, because I'm fine. So She cute, it's y'all. Great, it's great she, over here. Life's good. Yeah, she got it. Life's she good. She got it. Go check her out on Instagram. She got it, y'all. Life's good. <laughs> oh, when you Life's ready to... Life's good. Doesn't you... mean that everything is perfect. Yeah. 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 Everything's not gonna be perfect, but there's happiness in there's 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 happiness in each day. Mm. And as long as I continue to find the happy moments and I can ex gratitude for the things that are going right versus focusing on what may not be happening, that is a it's a it's an undescribable feeling because I can't describe it truly. Mm, that's joy. Mm, that unspeakable joy, yes. unspeakable peace, yeah, unspeakable joy, yeah, I love this it. is the peace that you tried. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love it, and when... I had to seek it. Yeah, you know, I had had to seek it. I encourage anybody, even listening to this, to seek your joy, seek it out, seek it's your peace. It. Know that it's gonna it's gonna come from trials and tribulations, but mm. you are well equipped, and God will supply you with the resources and the support and the love and whatever else you may need to push through. Ooh, intuitive keys, y'all. <laughs> Listen, sis, were you ready to do them retreats? I'm, I got you. I'm yes! with you. Oh, we yes. got some things in the works. We do. This, we even this do. is alignment. Even yes. this, even this is alignment. When we spoke um, the other day, my throat has been a lot better, and I've been realizing <laughs> like, yeah, you need to speak. The more that you speak, the more the message comes out. They need to hear the messages. Um, so I'm grateful for people just reaching out to me and saying, "Hey," because that that's it's like saying, "I see you." Yeah, I see you. I recognize you. You know, and how I can be of service and of support to others. I'm here to build a tribe, to lead a nation. And if I have to be the example or to be the person who does things by trial and error, just so other people go, well, this worked for me. This didn't work for me. You may want to try it. You may not. If I share my story, if I can be a blessing to others, I'm going to continue walking this path. Absolutely. And I got a lot of strong, I have some strong women beside me. I have some strong, I have a lot of support, a lot of love and unspeakable joy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for coming on my show and just, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be in your orbit. I'm grateful that we connected. Like timing is everything. Timing is everything. So thank you so much for dropping them jewels, girl. You started from the gate. Yes, intuitive keys, intuitive keys. Thank you so much. And we will be right back. Sounds true. And we're back. Whew. That was a really fun episode. Like I really enjoy, um, I really enjoyed talking with keys. 
um we met in a coaching program together so it was yeah like when we met we were like mm, you know some things and i know some things and i want to know the things that you know um yeah but th- like man spiritual maintenance is such an important part of healing because when you do the work to heal everything else right you're actually being asked to go deeper inward which is the depths of your soul y'all know i've talked about dark night of the soul probably everywhere right um i'm still like taking my time reading it because it's that it's 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 it can be intense but it explains a lot about like healing and going into the depths of your soul and really allowing those spaces to be cleansed right that way you have you you come out with the jewels and the jewels are alchemizing that pain and transmuting it into what it is that you are meant to do right but there's like we're always coming back home to our divine selves we're always coming back into who god has originally created us to be and you can't find that if you don't say yes to the darkness right and i think people who are afraid to be alone are very dangerous people yet people who are able to um be alone are also dangerous people like if you catch what i'm saying you'll catch what i'm saying right because those people that are able to be alone like i like i'm pretty sure i said it before i enjoy being alone does it get lonely sometimes it has its moments but i've done a lot of healing work on myself to where i've gotten to a place where it's like listen i don't need to be around anybody to enjoy my own company right and it's not even about enjoying my own company it's literally I need to be alone because this is how I rejuvenate. This is how I'm able to really tap inward, right? And listen and hear and lead from my soul, right? And really invest in, investigate, right? Like we talked about in the meditation, investigate what needs to be discussed, right? I say, I've been saying a lot in my yoga classes that I teach that, like when we come to our yoga mat when we come to our yoga mat um it's a space for us to have conversation with our body like our body wants to talk to us right and there's moments where i'm just like nah i don't feel like i don't feel like listening to you and i don't feel like talking to you either so i'm gonna avoid i'm gonna avoid my mat today right i'm gonna avoid it for maybe a couple days right it's so much deeper than what the eye and a lot of other entities like to make yoga to be right it's not always cute it's not always fun it's a conversation to release um yeah so i hope y'all enjoyed this episode um i feel like it was right on time the conversation that we had because um we're moving into a lot of newness i can feel it the energy i can feel it in the air um a lot of energy is like shifting a lot of rebirth is happening and there's a call for a collective of people to move up 
like to start shifting and start awakening a little differently than they have been right so yeah don't be afraid of the dark like it's gonna get lonely but allow the dark to strip you of the skin that no longer belongs to you um yeah i've had a lot of people like ask me about purpose and really finding that and it's like well if you want to say yes to purpose and you really want to find it then it then be like be ready for what you're asking for right like be ready for what you're asking for because a lot of what we see is just overnight successes and i think that's one of the things that i meant to really do is show like I, I that's why i share so much it's like it's not no overnight success type thing like it's a journey it's a journey and most of it is healing work most of it is healing work so no we can't we can't sweep it under the rug right we can't say oh well it happened in the past i gotta let it go bro all right like but it's also affecting your relationships okay we won't yeah we won't go there like you either keep letting things happen to you or you learn from them and you rise above them right because some of the stuff that we're saying like oh it happened in the past you're actually still bitter about it like heart work is hard work heart work is hard work soul care is it like it's priority right and that's even like feeding your soul what feels good what feels good right like i know a lot of people clean to like like certain types of music like that's soul care right go a little deeper right after we're cleaning our, our after we're cleaning our physical space are we cleaning inward also right so yeah like take care of your spirit because that's your that's your navigation system that's your navigation system yeah (sighs) i love you all for free i love you all for free may you all walk in joy peace love abundance and all the blessings i'll see you next time